Oh, my. That was amazing. Wow. Give her a hand again. That was pure heart worship coming forth. Amen. And Sister Stacy, that was amazing as well. I don't know about you, but I, I, did you guys feel like a gusher of the presence of God during praise and worship? It's like a, a new freedom entered the place. And get ready. This is just the beginning. Now, whew, real quick before I get into the message, I want to talk about briefly what happened on Monday at the board, school board meeting. Many of you know uh, we were going. We had a great group of people from the church go there, and uh, we we just spoke up. We showed the love of God, Amen. Amen. And we we said, "Hey, we're gonna, we're going to stand for righteousness in this area." And I was told uh, this morning, right, that that sign on that woman, that girl's bathroom was taken off the day after with the meeting. Whoa, my. This is what we're going to start to see. We're going to start to see things happen quick. Amen? Amen. Wow. Now, okay, so I wanted to give a little report about that. So, I mean, this is just the first week here. We're, we're making some waves. Amen? Good waves for the kingdom. We're doing it in love, right? But we do got to show boldness. We got to show that we're, we're putting a, a stake in the ground. We're putting the Christian flag in the ground in this area. Amen? We're going to do it. Now, I do want to show you something because this week Silas uh, said to me, so do you, what do you think about the logo for the church? Do you want to keep it the same or you know, do you have any ideas? And I'm like, hmm, I, I guess I didn't really think about that, but you know what? It is a new season, isn't it? And I said, maybe something with a wave in it. And Silas does logos. Guys, I want to show you something. Let's do a reveal here. Of this thing, and I want you guys tell me what you think, okay? And Silas, right there. What do you think? Is that beautiful? Because a tsunami wave of the presence of God in this place, we're making waves for the kingdom, it's moving living water. Because the, the, the logo that we have is, is kind of like a puddle, kind of just a puddle that's sitting there, right? And I said, how about something with a wave? And lo and behold, this, the Holy Spirit, I believe, through, this, through Silas, came up with that. What do you guys think? Is that cool for a new season here? Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise and thanks for what you're doing, Lord God. Oh, Wow. My goodness, there's such a, an anointing in the presence of God up here. If you have your Bibles, open them up to Deuteronomy chapter 5. I want to kick this thing off with just one verse. Every song that was sung, every song lines up exactly with what I'm going to be talking about today. The Holy Spirit is in charge of this place. Amen? Amen. And we are in tune Oh my, Deuteronomy chapter 5 and verse 29 I want to look at here. And this is God's heart cry to his people. And that heart cry is still active today. He says this, oh, that they had such a heart in them that they would fear me or, or reverence me and always keep all my commandments that it might be well with them and with their children forever. Can you, as you read that, can you feel 
the Holy Spirit's heart on that. And you know what? God is not a dictator. God is not a dictator. God wants us to willingly love him. He has given us a free will to willingly love him. Amen? Today I want to talk about a topic that is so important that it will affect every area of your life. Not only the quality of your life, but your relationship with the Lord, other people, and get this, it will even affect even the length of your life many times on this earth. So this topic is very important. I prayed it through. I, I can't tell you how often. I, I think I was here every day except for Saturday. I came into the church office. I mean, don't worry, guys. It, you, you don't have to worry about, is Pastor James doing his job? You're going to have to try to get me to take a day off, okay? <laughs> I came into this office all week, and I was praying in this sanctuary. God, give me a word to speak to these people. These are your people, God. They are your people, and, and I want them to hear what you want to speak to them. Amen? Amen? There is a spiritual battle raging on this earth against every person. The battle is for one all-important thing. Are you ready for this? Your heart. <sighs> the heart. Remember how last week I talked about how the heart is very important. Amen? And so there is a battle raging for your heart. When I'm talking about your heart, I'm talking about the very core of who you are, the seat of your emotions, your spirit, your soul, your mind, will, and emotions, everything, who you are. That's why I'm, I'm not talking about a physical pump here. Now, let me say this. Some verses uh, in the word refer to the heart about emotions, and, and others seem to be referring to your spirit man. So we can say this, the word indicates that the spirit man and the soul are very closely connected. Are you following me so far? For instance, Luke chapter 16, the account that talks about the rich man and Lazarus. Remember that? Okay, so the rich man, get this, the rich man when he died, he had remembrance of his life on this earth. Are you following me? He had remembrance of his life on this earth, and he had emotions. Say emotions. Say remembrance. Now, this should be a comfort to all those who have loved ones in heaven right now. They remember us. They are excited for your arrival to be reunited with them one day. Amen. After, by the way, living a long and abundant life on this earth. You're not going anywhere yet. Amen. But there is a remembrance. Some people wonder that. That's why, you know, when, when a person passes away, there, there's a grief that you go through. But the hope that we have, we're going to see them again. Amen. Amen. So, so uh, the rich man had remembrance of his life on earth, and he still had emotions. There is not one person that hasn't been impacted by an event or circumstances in their life that changed them. I I, I believe this service, there is a major emotional healing anointing today. There is a major healing anointing. And what I'm going to talk about, the words that I speak might not be earth-shattering. Maybe it is for some. 
but there is an anointing on it to heal your emotions today. If we as Christians and as a church are going to step in and fulfill the will of God, we need to deal with everything in our life that would hinder that from taking place. Amen. I've entitled this message today, Issues of the Heart. Issues of the Heart. Now listen very closely to this. The maintenance and control of your heart belongs to you. I said the maintenance and control of your heart and of my heart, they belong, it belongs to us. We have a free will. The devil and not even the Holy Spirit can overtake your free will. If the Holy Spirit could overtake the free will of man, there would be no unsaved person right now. See, it's little nuggets like that. I love to see like the, the light bulb go off and people are like, wow, I never thought of that. But what the enemy can do is attack a person so bad in their emotions. Follow me. They can attack a a person so bad in their emotions that the person is so beat down emotionally that they willingly give in to the will of the enemy in their life. See, we as Christians, we're called to be broken, but broken to allow the Holy Spirit to go through us. Many people are broken emotionally that the enemy has a field day in their life. This is important. This this is just one piece of the puzzle that we have here to to fulfill what God has called us to do personally and as a church here. So um, that is why, along with deliverance ministry, now when I talk about deliverance ministry, I'm talking about casting out demons, right? Remember that? Anybody see that in the word of God when Jesus walked this earth? Why is it so ignored in the body of Christ today? Come on. So, so, that is why when, when ministering deliverance to an individual, there must be emotionally, uh, emotional healing that goes along with it. So they get strong enough to overta- overcome the attacks of the enemy. So here's, that's why when we meet with individuals to minister to them, the first thing we do is we start off t- digging into their past. Tell me a little bit about your childhood and what in events that happened to you in life. And we start going through emotional healing before any demon is cast out of an individual. There's no sense in casting a demon out first because it's just going to come right back in with seven more. You have to get healing, emotional healing within within the individual so then when the demons leave they're strong enough to keep them out i'm talking about christians by the way why would you try casting a demon out of an unbeliever when they have nothing to keep the demons from coming back into them deliverance jesus said these words is the children's bread an unsaved person is not a child of god by the way did you you know that right no a child of god is a born again christian Someone who made Jesus Christ Lord of their life. So Jesus said it himself. So if you don't like that, you can argue with Jesus after service today, okay? (laughs) So there must be emotional healing. The battlefield is truly in the mind, the thought life, in your heart. Go to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. Just kind of setting the stage here. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 through 24, I want to look at here. I love this passage. It's so powerful. And it says this, My son, 
Give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Very interesting, isn't it? There's just another piece of evidence that physical healing is a part of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it, the heart, spring the issues of life. Put away from you deceit, a deceitful mouth and a, a put a, a perverse lips far from you. Now, there are two gates that enter the heart. There are two entrances into your heart, and they are these. Your eyes and your ears. Your eye gates and your ear gates. Those are the only two entrances into the heart. Be very careful what you allow through those gates because it will determine the direction of your life. We are to keep the word of God in our heart. It is life and health, like it said, even to our physical bodies. Listen, the word of God is supernatural and it blesses us body, soul, and spirit. The word of God is so crucial. We gotta be feeding on the word every day. At least... uh, crack it open for for a half hour a day minimum don't go don't go saying yeah my pastor said you i only need to read the word 15 minutes a day i'm not saying that but you got to understand many people don't open it all week and then they wonder why why is my life a mess because you don't have that guard up of the word be very careful what you allow through your eye gates and ear gates This also seems to apply that if we don't keep the word of God in our heart, it can be an opening for sickness and disease to even attack. Are you following me? Man, that's, you know, sometimes we just need to be reminded of how important this is. Because remember, like I said, John 10, 10, Jesus said the enemy is a thief. Well, I'm a Christian, I'm protected. Yeah, but there's some things you need to do. Some things you need to be doing, you need to be filling yourself with the word. You need to be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks around as a roaring lion. What? Seeking whom he, what? May devour. In other words, you know that word may? It means whoever gives him permission. And that permission doesn't always have to be, hey, devil, come on in. Oh, no, no, no. It's not always what you do do that might give place to the devil it's maybe what you're not doing that gives place to the enemy so keeping the word in our heart is a guard against evil a guard against things now did you know that science proves the word of god or right the word of god's been saying this for years but but negative emotions can inflame say inflame and even cause sickness and disease in your body. Negative emotions. Negative emotions such as bitterness, such as fear, unforgiveness, and the like, they release, come on, this is science here, release negative chemicals in the body, which feeds and inflames sickness and disease. Why do you think that, that's why I say, the battle is in your thought life, in your mind. I can't tell you how many times I've seen this. Someone gets an evil report about a, a sickness or a disease, and someone says, or, or the, not someone, the doctor says, well, you have six months to live. Guess what? That person has taken hold of that word curse, 
And it was almost six months to the day they fulfilled it because they fell into fear instead of standing on the word of God. This is life and death situation uh, that, that we're going through here. I mean, we need to be, we need to be sober, vigilant, filling ourselves with the word. This isn't just come to church on Sunday, punch the time clock, and I'm good. This is, this is your whole life. This is the quality of our life, amen? Can you feel pastor's heart on this? So we got a deal. So I'm talking about issues of the heart today, things that we need to deal with. You could say this, that maintaining a healthy soul, heart, emotions, can be life, death, and a quality of life issue. The word says, keep your heart with all diligence. Say diligence. In other words, be very careful what you allow in because it's going to affect what comes out. It's going to affect what manifests on the inside of you. Look at Proverbs 4.24 again here. It says this, put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. Now, not only is this verse, you know, the casual reading of this thing, the casual reading of it, you would just think, oh, well, it's talking about someone who's lying or you know, someone who's just talking filthy, right? That's kind of the casual thought. Whew, the Holy Spirit, when I was doing this message, the Holy Spirit spoke this to my spirit. He said, this also means exalting facts in the natural realm over the truth of my word. Any kind of negative confession over the truth of my promises is deceitful and it's twisted. Are you following me? Remember I told you, the natural realm, sure. Now, faith is not denying something that's going on in your physical body, right? It's a fact. If there's something going on in your body, I'm not telling you to deny it. What I'm saying is we understand it's a fact in the natural realm. But praise God, we have truth which can trump facts. That's why when I talk about faith, I always say this. I say, in a sense, when you're walking in faith, now catch the spirit of what I'm saying. In a sense, you've got to be blinded to the natural realm, so to speak. You understand what I'm saying? You've got to be blinded. In other words, your focus needs to be on the word. Don't focus on the natural. That's where the enemy wins every time. That's when fear creeps in. That's when all these things that the enemy knows exactly what he's doing. See, the enemy just doesn't throw a fiery dart just hoping it's going to land. He, uh, let me tell you something. The enemy knows you more than you know yourself. The enemy is very strategic. That's why we need to be strategic as Christians. That's why, my friends, we need the Holy Spirit in our life. Without the Holy Spirit, we cannot overcome the enemy. It's the Holy Spirit who said he's going to show us things to come. It's the Holy Spirit who Jesus said will bring his words to your remembrance. That word that you need in the midst of your trial and situation, that's the word that the Holy Spirit's going to bring to your heart for you to speak against that circumstance in the natural. My, my, my. Now listen to this. Diligence. Diligence is a very, very important word in here. Uh, it's, look at, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. What does the, then let's stop and just say, what does diligence mean, right? Diligence is defined as this, as careful and persistent work or effort. Guess what? 
lazy Christians, you're toast. <laughs> because if you're, hey, listen, that's why Jesus said this. You ready for this? He said, go make disciples, not believers. Do you want to know what the word, the, the root, you want to know what the root word of disciple is? Discipline. You, the, so the word disciple literally means this, a disciplined one. Wow. It, I, I'm, sorry to, I'm sorry to break this to you, you know, but being a Christian takes work. We're not working to be saved, but Paul said, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. We work it out. Are you hearing me? There's a work that takes place. There's a diligence. God is warning us here. Listen, take charge of, the, of your heart. Take inventory of your heart. I even tell people, take a pad of paper and a pen. Sit down when you're in bed or on the couch or whatever at night, you're alone, uh, and you're able to really think about these things and ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, show me things in my life. Show me things where my weaknesses are. Write them down. Pray over it. You know what? Because those areas the Holy Spirit will reveal to you, and some things aren't a secret. You know what your weaknesses are. But those are the very targets of the enemy in your life. The enemy's not going to try to hit you. Uh, the enemy's not going to try to hit you with something that doesn't matter. <laughs> I say this all the time when I preach. Listen, the enemy, the enemy does not come against me with homosexual stuff. It's not going to work. Right, you're following me, right? I'm just being real here. Can pastor be real? Yeah. Right? The enemy's going to hit you with things that are your weaknesses or, or, or where he knows. Because the enemy knows his time is short. The enemy knows his time's short. So he's going to hit you in your weak areas. Say weak areas. Come on. Diligence. Careful and persistent work or effort. There has to be constant maintenance on our heart. For out of it spring the issues of life. Let me ask you this. Do you comb your hair? Have you combed your hair more than once in your life? Have you brushed your teeth more than once in your life? I hope so. But um, you kind of get the point, right? How much more our heart that God is saying, I want your heart. Keep your heart diligent. Be diligent over your heart because that's the way you're going to go. Go to 3 John chapter 2. 3 John chapter 2. I'm going to show you something here. I, I love this. This verse is powerful. Someone says, where's 3 John? I say, it's after 2 John. Okay, how's that? Uh, <laughs> it's way in the back. You're blessed that your pastor does have a sense of humor, by the way. So, <laughs> Okay, so 3 John chapter 2. Look at this. It's powerful. Keep Oh, sorry, no, I'm going to go back here. Uh, okay, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. Again, the condition of your soul, mind, will, and emotions affects your physical health. For all you math nerds out there, do I got any out there? Anybody who liked math in school? That's awesome. I'm glad. No, I'm just kidding. I, I'm pretty good at math, too. I had to be in a pilot. But <laughs> you, could, you could do this. You could put it in uh, an equation, all you math people. You could say this. Prosperity plus health equals your soul prospering. Those, your, or you could, you could flip it around, all you algebra people. Your soul prospering equals 
prosperity and, and your health. So here's the deal. There's one thing that can make your soul prosper. What do you think that is? The word of God. Only the word of God getting on the inside of you. It, it, the word of God is sharp and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It cuts away everything. It slices and dices anything that is not in line with the Lord. Are you hearing me? So anything, the world and doctors and you know, anybody that would try to feed you that's against the word, when you get the word in you, it separates all that worldly junk. Amen? Hallelujah. So there is a saying that I heard, and it's so true. Are you ready for this? Hurt people hurt people. Hurt people hurt people. Many try to cover up their anger, control issues, and other negative things by saying this. That's just the way I am. That's just the, no, but you know what? Let's go a little deeper in this message here. Let's ask this question. Why are you that way then? Okay, so maybe that's who you are right now. But why are you like that right now? Is that God's best for you to be like that? And if not, let's get you back in the will of God, right? Let's dig down through that hard shell. Let's peel away layers that are preventing you, the real you that God created, from rising up. You guys, listen, this is so prevalent. And I'll, I'll say this, every person... Every person has a shell somewhere. Every person's been through hurt. Every person's been rejected. They've been through pain. So we need to, we need to really deal with this. Uh, you know, it's interesting. The Holy Spirit showed me this when I wrote this down. That scar tissue can build up in a person's body after something uh, bad or traumatic happens to it. And the same is true with our emotions. Scar tissue starts to build right over your whole your soul, just like scar tissue. Oh, here's another rejection, another layer of scar tissue. Oh, here's another thing, uh, abuse. Oh, here's more scar tissue. You know, M many people have worthless layers of scar tissue. Why worthless is what I mean is it's not helping you; it's pulling you down in life. They have scar tissue that they have built up over time, and they don't e even recognize who they have become. Oh my, I mean, it, this is so prevalent in, in the body of Christ. Years go, I mean, we know how fast time goes by. I'm 43 years old right now, and I'm thinking, how did, how did I become 43 already, right? But life happens. Life happens, right? And you go through trials, you go through circumstances, and all of a sudden you look back and you think, gosh, why did I react this way? And you think, wow, I've been through some stuff, and I, I just, you, you, you change. Your, your whole persona of a person can change emotionally. Are, are you following me right now? Maybe at one time in your life, you were very kind. You were very generous. You were a, a loving person hospitable. But now, after hurtful events in your life, you've become bitter, cold, and numb. And deep down, you know, some people react that way, but deep down, when you go to bed at night, you think, I don't like being this way. I don't like, why am I this way? I don't like it. Ah, 
And, but let me tell you this, you can be healed and restored. I believe right now there's an emotional and healing anointing going on right now. We can, listen to this, we can determine and locate the condition of a person's heart by the words that come out of their mouth. The Word of God says this, that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, you could turn that into modern-day language and say this, out of the abundance of the heart, Facebook statuses are created. <laughs> Tweets are created, right? The enemy is always trying to steal, kill, and destroy God's creation. See, the enemy hates everybody. He just doesn't hate you as a Christian. He hates everyone. Why? Because humans are the target of God's love. And, and Satan hates what God loves. And Satan loves what God hates. Are you following me? So uh, these, the, the enemy is always trying to steal, kill, and destroy. Right from the womb, listen, right from the womb, there are demonic assignments against your life as a, as a human, as God's creation. And they need to be canceled and broken off of your life. Amen? And as the pastor of Living Waters Chapel here, my mission is to make sure that the people that I shepherd, the people that I, I spiritually watch over are walking in their purpose, that they're healed, whole, body, soul, and spirit. Amen? Amen. That's what I want to make sure. So don't ever feel ashamed to come to us. Come to us if you need want to set up a private, personal session for emotional healing. You want to talk through some things. Maybe you feel like you have a demonic issue going on. Meet with us, whoever, whatever. Don't be ashamed of it, amen? amen? Pursue emotional healing. Make an appointment with us. We would love to meet with you. Uh, there's a saying in the emotional healing and deliverance ministry that is so true. Are you ready for this? Deal with your stuff before your stuff gets you. Hmm, hmm. See, many are ashamed to seek help, but don't be. You're not alone. You will be dominated. Listen to this. You might want to write this down. You will be dominated by whatever is tolerated in your life. You will be dominated by whatever is tolerated in your life. See, soul wounds, let's call them wounds of the soul. They're like a fungus. It grows when it's kept in the dark. Following me? You need to bring it to the light and, and, and deal with it so it can be healed. Let the sun, S-O-N, shine on that thing. Let the Holy Spirit on the inside. You know, when we're praying for people for emotional healing, many times the Holy Spirit will have me pray, Lord, I pray you would go into the, those parts of their heart, those parts of their emotions that they have not let anybody in. Go into those dark parts of their heart and let your light shine. Bring healing to that thing. Oh, it's powerful. I'm, I'm, the Holy Spirit really shows up in these sessions. All right? So life on this earth is a culmination of many experiences. Would you agree? Some are positive, but many are negative, and both are life-altering and life-changing. One of the major negative things that a person can experience that literally, listen, shifts, breaks, or shatters the heart of a person is abuse is abuse. When, now, you know, one of, when something is broken, listen to this. When you read the scripture about Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted, listen to this. Many times, when I used to read that, I used to think, oh, okay, well, he's, or God is nigh, 
to those who are brokenhearted, Psalm 38, uh, 34, 14, I believe it is, or 34, 18. When I used to read that, I think, oh, God's just close to those who are sad. You know, I just kind of, that, that was my shallow understanding of it. But yes, he is close to those who are sad, but it goes deeper than that. Are you ready for this? When something is broken, it means that it's not functioning properly or at all. It's not fulfilling its purpose for that which it was created for. That is being brokenhearted. When your heart feels shattered, it's broken. You feel like you're in pieces. People who have gone through abuse, you know, there, there's many, many times of abuse. It comes in different forms. There's emotional abuse. There's physical abuse. There's sexual abuse. There's spiritual abuse even, right? Anybody who has gone through abuse, it's like a part of their soul fragments and in, 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 in kind of goes off to the side. Almost like they have, I don't want to say like multiple personalities, but there's a part of them that that pain of that abuse was so hurtful, they have to shove it off to the side or they would never function in life. Are you following me right now? It shoves it off to the side. And uh, I've, I've been ministering in deliverance and emotional healing for 22 years, so you guys, you guys got a good pastor to look out for you guys, okay? We're going to go deep into this thing. So it's like part of... Uh, Part of them is just off to the side. Um, going through any types of those, it, it dramatically shifts the outlook on life and other people and situations. Like I said, it fragments the soul. Um, and so those people, they, they, now people who have gone through that kind of a thing, they're very strong people. They're, they're not weak. They're very strong people. But here's what happens. So they're very strong people, and then all of a sudden, they can be having a great day. Something is said or something happens, and it triggers negative emotions on the inside of them. Man, you could just be having an amazing day, and guess what? That part of their soul speaks up and says, ah, I don't like that. That reminds me of the abuse. Oh, my, my, my. We call them emotional triggers. You can locate the pain in your heart by what triggers you. It's like this. I, I like bringing examples into it. It's like this. It's like when you go to the dentist for a checkup, and, and the dentist is poking around in your mouth, right? And he hits a nerve, and you about jump out of that chair. Oh, oh, come on. Come on, doc. Ooh, you can poke anywhere. Don't poke there. That hurts. That's what happens, and that's why many people, they, th that's why they shove these things to the side. They never want to get help, but it does affect them in life. It affects their, their outlook on themselves. It affects their relationships with people, their spouse, right? It, it, it affects who they really are, who God created, created them to be. So those areas of your emotions need healing, or, or you could call it this, a spiritual root canal. But listen to this. Many Christians make an idol out of their emotional pain in their heart. Now let me tell you this. Don't make an idol out of your, the emotional pain in your heart. To them, it, it becomes such a normal part of life, dealing with the pain. They allow it to dictate their life. It, it, they allow it to identify who they are. 
But you got to start seeing yourself who you are in Christ. Listen, I, I feel this right now by the Holy Spirit. There's some in here that even as a child, that your parents were, ver- were abusive to you verbally. Listen, you, know, you ever hear that saying that says, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me? Is a lie from the pits of hell. Words stick with you. Words are powerful. Words are containers. They either contain blessing or cursing, and they stick with a person. But I want to tell you this. You can be healed. You can be set free. You need to get a new outlook on life. And sometimes it takes a, a dentist, a spiritual dentist, someone to come along. Because a lot of people think this. Oh, I can handle this myself. I can get healed on my own. I can do it just me and God. Mm. Well, then why would God anoint someone for an emotional healing ministry? Or why, right? I mean, let's take advantage of all the gifts in the body of Christ. Mm, so many Christians make an idol out of their emotional pain. Uh, they're led by the pain. But the word of God says this, that we are, to be led, uh, we are not to be led by our emotions, but by the word of God and the Holy Spirit. Now, uh, that's why I use the word idol. Because they allow their emotions to override the word of God and the Holy Spirit in their life. Are you following me with that? You understand what I'm saying? Now, if there's something so overpowering in their life that maybe the person feels like they cannot overcome, do you want to know what that's a sure sign of? To me, that's a sure sign that, you know what, we better poke around. There might be a demonic spirit involved now. There, there is a demonic spirit. There's something that's so overwhelming in that person that they feel they can't get over the hump like they start to make a little progress but it feels like they're always bumping they can't get over this you know this thing that is when in a deliverance minister's mind we start to say okay well you know what maybe you should go through a deliver some deliverance ministry at this point because if you're not, can overcome it, you're, there's something there. There's something spiritual there. And by the way, there's the spiritual realm, there's, there's always a root in the spiritual realm. You understand that? You are a spirit being, by the way. You're a spirit being, you possess a soul, mind, will, and emotions, and you live in an earth suit. The real you is a spirit being. So here's what happens, that many people, they, they, they major on the natural realm and they minor in the spirit realm. We need to major as Christians in the spirit realm. Find out who you are in Christ, and you need to minor in the natural. Because if you want something changed in the natural, there, you've got to deal with something in the spiritual first. All right? You following me? Now, listen to this. This is, this, this is powerful. There are attacks from demons from the outside of a person that you can apply the word of God that says, the, the word, the, the scripture that says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. You ever heard that scripture? Anybody in the house? Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Listen, that is not talking about a demon being cast out of you. That's talking about if there's an attack on the outside. Remember when Jesus was tempted by the devil? Jesus resisted him with the word. And it said the devil left for a season. No, if there's a demonic spirit present in a person, it needs to be cast out. Now, are you, now follow this. This is powerful here. This is revelation for some. So if there is a bondage so overwhelming in your life, you cannot seem to overcome, and a demonic spirit's present, it must be cast out for the person to be healed and to receive, for freedom to manifest. Here's the difference. Do you see? 
Uh, let's sum it up like this. If you're taking notes, write this down very easy. Attack from the outside, you resist the devil. Attack on the inside, it's got to be cast out. Are you following me? All right. So, attack from the outside, resist. Attack on the inside, it must be cast out. Go to Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, I'm almost done here. You guys getting anything out of this today? All right, because here's, the, here's what's going to happen. People are going to get set free. People are going to be healed, flowing in the will of God. Guess what the Holy Spirit's going to do next in your life? Use you to minister to others. You don't just keep it to yourself. You release what you got. Amen? So Luke 4, 18 through 19, and this is Jesus saying it because the words are in red. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal, there it is, the brokenhearted, not just the sad, but it includes that. It's talking about people who are not flowing in the purpose of God for their life. To proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of the sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. God doesn't want you. Listen, have you ever heard this before? Well, after something tragic happens in their life, I'm just going to pick up the pieces and move on. You ever hear someone say that? No, no, no. No, God has better for you. He just doesn't want you to pick up the pieces and move on. He wants you to heal that brokenness. He wants to mend that broken heart back together so you can be the person he created you to be. There's no picking up the pieces. You need healing, brother. You need healing, sister. Amen. So the anointing, the gifts, the callings, the talents can be used to the maximum potential. I love that scripture that says, make full proof of your ministry. The only way we're going to make full proof if we're all healed and whole and we take that out to a lost and dying world. And that's what we need to do here at Living Waters. Amen? Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted. Only, listen, here it is. Here it is. Here's the key. Only the Holy Spirit, only the anointing can truly heal a broken heart. Now, here's what I loved about this service today. As we came forward, I felt a gusher of the presence, manifest presence of God and the anointing. That is my desire at this, in the, being the pastor of this church, is I want this place to be so filled with the manifest presence of God that people, you can just come up to this altar, you can even sit in your seat, but the presence of God is here, that it's going to mend your broken heart. It's going to, he's going to set you free by his presence. Amen. Only, listen, don't ever forget, only the anointing can reach into the innermost part of your heart and soul and truly mend those broken pieces. This is the importance of allowing, oh, you're going to love this, this is the importance of allowing and operating in the gifts of the Spirit in this ministry and in your life, uh, in giving the Holy Spirit access to this church, this ministry, in our lives personally. Go to 1 Corinthians. Let's, real quick, I want to show you something here about spiritual gifts and how it ties into healing the brokenhearted. This is powerful. My, my, my. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 11. Ah, 
I loved whenever, when people came. Yeah, I mean, don't worry. Pastor's not mad if for some reason you didn't come up. You can stay seated, do what you want. There's no control at all. I would never control anybody. But it, it was just powerful to open the floodgates to the altar. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, 1 Corinthians 12, uh, 7 through 11. It says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the, underline this, profit for all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit. That's not talking about regular faith. That's talking about faith and overdrive, by the way. All right, we'll talk about that some other time. To another gifts of healings, notice that it's plural, gifts and healings. Guess what? Some might be anointed to pray for people with headaches. Some are, are anointed for specifically to pray for someone with cancer. That's what we need to find out. Where are your gifts? Are you hearing me? Man, we're going to have fun advancing the kingdom. Gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. Very important gift. Uh, to another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit, the Holy Spirit, works all these things, distributing to each one individual as he wills. Now, look at that. The prophet of all, the Holy Spirit said this, the prophet of all, these gifts being manifested, manifested the prophet of all includes the healing and mending of broke, the brokenhearted. The healing of the heart, listen to me, the healing of the heart is just as much of a blessing through Jesus as physical healing is. Oh my, do not, we cannot lessen the, the importance of healing the heart. Because like I said, you get the heart healed, it's going to affect body, soul, and spirit, every part of your life. Now, let me show you something else that's powerful. There is one spiritual gift that is so essential so powerful that the Holy Spirit tells us to desire that specific gift to operate through us. There's one. Out of those gifts, there's one that the Holy Spirit seen fit and said, you know what? Desire all the gifts, especially this one. Turn with me right now to 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1. Woo! Glory to God. I'm feeling good up here today. I, I really feel like we're plowing some ground. We're bringing healing. Amen? Come on. You're in a word church here. Amen? Just like it's always been, we're continuing with, with what's been going on. Amen? Since what? 1978, right? I was born in 78. Isn't that wild? Wow. I'm, in, I'm as old as this ministry. Isn't that crazy? I think it beat me by a few months. I think it was January of uh, 78. But All right. So 1 Corinthians 14.1. Look at this. Pursue love. Yep, you better have love as your motive if you're going to minister to the brokenhearted, if you're going to minister to people, right? And desire spiritual gifts. Yep, we got desire. There's something about desire. Faith and desire are the power twins that will cause the Holy Spirit to cause a manifestation of a gift to come through you. Desire them. You have to desire. If you have no desire, guess what? You're going to get what you want. Nothing. Now, here we go. But especially that you may prophesy. Prophecy is inspired utterance in a known language from the Holy Spirit. Are you following me? When this is, that's the gift. 
the gift of prophecy, the Holy Spirit says this, listen, I want all my gifts to flow, but especially desire that you may prophesy. That inspired utterance that will be a blessing on people. Why is that? Here you go. When a prophetic word is given, the anointing of the Holy Spirit is attached to it. In fact, listen to this. Oh, all my prophetic people are loving this, amen? In fact, that prophetic word, I love this. Let this sink in your spirit. That prophetic word originated in heaven. That prophetic word originated in the heart of our heavenly father. And the Holy Spirit was given that message to pass on to a Holy Spirit baptized believer. Do you see the chain of command there? It's in the heart of the Father in heaven. The, the Father says, Holy Spirit, give that word to blah, 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 whoever. And then it's released. But the origination of that word was in heaven. And when that thing's released, the anointing of the Holy Spirit's on it. It changes lives. There's an activation power to it. Are you following me? There's times when I've prophesied over people and, and, and gifts have been activated in them after a prophetic word come forth. Why? Because it wasn't James's. It, that word didn't come from James's mind. I was just the communicator of that word from heaven through the Holy Ghost and out my mouth. Amen? And something happened on the inside. You could say it this way. A prophetic word is heavenly. It's supernatural. It's, I, like, I like this. I like this. It's like getting a spiritual B12 shot right in your heart, right in your soul, right in your emotions. There's something about when the Holy Spirit, when heaven is speaking to you, your spirit man recognizes it as such because he's your creator. And so when that prophetic word comes forth, it's like water to the soul, water to the spirit. And, and you may have felt emotionally down here, and after that, man, you feel like Superman. Right. Are you hearing me? You're ready to take on the world, baby. And guess what? We can with the help of the Holy Spirit. So we're, we are supposed to desire spiritual gifts operating through us, especially the gift of prophecy. The gift of tongues, let me just say this as a side note. The gift of tongues plus the interpretation of tongues is equal to the gift of prophecy in action. Okay? You, because that, see, we could sit here and pray in tongues, but if no interpretation's coming forth, it doesn't profit us, right? All right? Now, here's the thing I want to say. There's times where I'm going to be in a service, and I might feel led just to break out praying in tongues or after praise and worship, praying in tongues. I'm trying to stir up the atmosphere. Here's the thing. When I pastored my last church, bless their heart, some people, people were like, well, you didn't give the interpretation to it after you did that. I said, first of all, I was praying to my Heavenly Father. I wasn't operating in the gift of tongues at the moment. And then I said this. The Holy Spirit said, tell them this. How do you know when I got up to preach, I wasn't interpreting what I was saying anyways? Are you hearing me, somebody? Right? Oh, my. Mm. God. Wow, the Holy Spirit's amazing. Amen? Hallelujah. And that's true. So, um, so there's something, like I said, there's something about desire that attracts the Holy Spirit to select you. There's something about faith and desire connected together as the power twins that the Holy Spirit would jump over hundreds and millions of people and land on you and say, I want you to do this mission. 
faith and desire, the power twins. Mm. Now, the gifts of the Spirit, they are not for you. They're not for me. It's for the ones we minister to. Always keep that in mind. Amen? We are just stewards, amen, of what God has given us. Now, the last passage I want to bring up here, and I'm done. John chapter 4. Go to John chapter 4, verses 10 through 19. Mm. Well, it was real easy to preach up here today, I'll tell you that. Not that it, every time I've been here, it's been easy. But you could just, there, I'm just saying something happened. Something happened in the atmosphere. Something happened over this ministry today. Something powerful, and it's just the beginning. Amen? Look at this. John 4, 10 through 19. Let's talk a little bit about the woman at the well. All right? And hold on here. John 4, 10, 19. Oh, I'm in John 10. Hold on here. Jump down the road a little bit here. All right. We're going to skip some of the beginning things, but this is the woman at the well at Samaria. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it was who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as, as well as his sons and the livestock? Verse 13, Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become uh, in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman said to him, I love this, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst nor, nor come here to draw. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come here. Mm, we'll talk about that in a minute. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, eh, You have said well. I, you have said well, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband. In that you spoke truly. The woman said to him, sir, I perceive, I perceive that you're a prophet. I love that. Our, uh, I perceive that you're a prophet. We're going to stop there. But through this is what I want to point out. Through the spiritual gift of the word of knowledge, Jesus revealed that this woman was married five times and was currently living with a man who wasn't her husband. In today's language, what would we call it? Shack it up, right? So Jesus had a word of knowledge. Don't you love Jesus? He, he asked the question, but he knew what she was going to say. He was getting her to confess it. Or, or he wanted her. He, he was, here's what he was doing. He was trying to find the key to her heart. This woman, let's, let's just think about this real quick here at the end. This woman was, I, I bet you, if I had to guess, after working in deliverance ministry over 22 years, I would probably say this woman probably had a lot of abuse issues in the past. She probably had a lot of rejection, right? I mean, you, you can't roll through five marriages and not deal with those kind of things, right? And so I'm, I'm, what I'm doing is I'm looking at her heart. I'm looking at what maybe she has gone through in life, all right? And I'm not throwing stones at anyone that had a divorce because, well, Marion and I, have, we've been through one, right? So, but what I'm just trying to locate is, 
where she was. Uh, she was, here's, here, listen to this. She was chasing after love, but never truly finding it. She was broken. Her heart was shattered in pieces. She was, here it is, she was not flowing in her God-given purpose, the woman at the well. We have so many women at the well. Not in this, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about this church, I'm talking about in this earth that we need to minister to, amen? The issues of her heart were causing her to make very poor decisions in life. And that would just compound and multiply. Oh, another bad decision. You ever been there in life? You ever been there where you just make one bad decision? It's like, my goodness, is anything ever going to turn around, right? It happens all the time to people that have broken hearts. One bad decision after another until they have an encounter with Jesus to stop that negative cycle. Amen? So Jesus came along to minister to this woman at the well. It was the gift of the word of knowledge in action that was the key to her opening her heart to draw her in. If we're going to minister effectively to the brokenhearted in this area, we need the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit in action in this church. You agree? Luke 4, 18 through 19 was not only the mission of Jesus, but he has given us the body of Christ, Living Waters Chapel, the same anointing to fulfill this mission, to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the recovery of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Now is that time, church. We need to rise up. Church, we have work to do in Carroll. We have work to do in Tuscola and beyond. They're going to come from all states. I guarantee you, they're going to come from afar, and they're going to be touched. Amen? So last thing I want to tell you is take time to diligently search your heart. Deal with all the issues that have been holding you down, hindering you, hindering the person that God created you to be so you can fully release that anointing to a lost and dying world. Let's get busy healing the brokenhearted. Let's stand up in this place. Father God, I thank you for your anointing. Wow, I feel the presence of God right now. Father, I pray for every person right now. Lord, there is not one person that can't say that they have not been through a tragic situation. They have not experienced some form of abuse, some form of rejection. Father God, I pray right now that your healing anointing would be loosed. Lord, right now, just like oil, the balm of Gilead, Lord, let your healing anointing oil just flow from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet. And Holy Spirit, minister to them like never before. Even as they leave this building, leave this property, all through the week until we return again, Lord, minister to them. Show them areas, Lord God, that they need healing and bring it to them, Lord. Show them what they need to do. Now, maybe there's someone in this place, you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. I do not want you leaving this building without making Jesus Lord of your life. You know, the Word of God says today is the day of salvation. Today, not tomorrow, not because you never know when your last day is. Listen, I, I, I could tell you, I, I mean, I, I could tell you, if you're here and you're not born again, I, I hope you live a long life, I, you know, but I can't promise that. I can't promise that. So if you never made Jesus Lord of your life, I want you just to come up to this side here. And I want to pray with you after we let people go, I'll pray with you to make Jesus Lord of your life. Maybe there's someone in here. Something I said today, you know, pricked your heart. You, 
you love the Lord, but you haven't really been living for him. And you're ready to give him everything. You're ready to rededicate your life to him. You are in this service. It wasn't by accident. It was by design. If you want to rededicate your life to the Lord, come up here and I want to pray with you today. Now maybe there's someone in here you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. That experience is for you. It's for every Christian. Every Christian. It's not a Living Waters Chapel thing. It's a Bible thing. It's a God thing. See? If you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism, you feel like something's missing in your life. But today you want to receive the Holy Spirit baptism being dude filled with power. You want to operate in the gifts of the Spirit we were just talking about to minister to the brokenhearted. If you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism, come on up and I want to pray with you. Powerful. It's powerful. It's life-changing for you. Now, maybe there's someone here, you have a, a physical infirmity. You need a physical healing. You, maybe you need an emotional healing. Maybe you need a miracle in your life. Something, something's going on in your life or you just need a prayer for, for miracle or anything else. I want to open the altar for you to come up here. But Father God, we thank you for what you have done today. I, I just sensed in my spirit, Lord, that this was going to be a different service. Like, all stops were taken out. It's, it's time. We're jumping in. We're jumping in the river. Amen. So Father God, we give you praise and thanks, and we're so excited for what you are going to do, Lord. Hmm. Let me tell you this real quick, church, before I let you go. I'll be quick. But the Holy Spirit said this, enlist intercessors for this church and ministry. Enlist intercessors. What does that mean? I'm asking for this. If anybody feels so led, and I'm going to post this as well on the, the Facebook page, anybody who feels led to pray for our church and ministry around the world even. But I'm, I'm, I'm bringing it to you. Enlist intercessors. All I'm asking is this. If you would commit to praying 15 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day of very strong prayer for this church and ministry, for the leadership to reach this area and just, just give us 15 minutes. And after you do it, just simply throw us a, a message and say, I prayed for living waters today. I prayed. That's what I'm asking. I'm throwing it out there. Whoever wants to do it, great. I'm just, I, I just believe that the Holy Spirit's laying it on someone's heart to do it. So I throw it out there. No pressure, no control, but 15 minutes a day. I commit to 15 minutes of, of hardcore prayer focusing on this ministry. Amen? Amen? Let's give the Lord a hand for what he's done today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, you are awesome. Silas, can you put the, uh, the logo back up as we leave? Woo, all right. So here's what we got. We got prayer Wednesday night uh, at 7, 7 to 8 we're going to do, right? Is there anything else, uh, Barry, uh, Linda, you need me to mention? Good, all right. Seven to eight prayer. It's powerful, guys. We had a blast last week, didn't we? This is, and this was the fruit of that. So let's keep on coming back. All right, have a blessed week. If you need to talk to me, give me a call, email, whatever. Let's meet. Let's do something. All right, God bless you guys.